WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. The winners of the Lake Michigan College Spirit of MLK Spotlight Awards have been announced. Ashley A. Hines is the founder and director of the Benton Harbor Community Development Corporation and works to empower the community through development projects and programming. She received the individual spotlight at today's MLK Celebration and Community Breakfast. Receiving the student spotlight was Nicholas Gunn. He's an 18-year-old Berrien Springs High School graduate attending Andrews University. He's a cadet firefighter for St. Joseph Township, a board member for the Benton Harbor Arts Association, a co-chair of the Fresh Start Children's Garden, and a member of Andrews University's Community Engagement Committee. The organization spotlight went to African American History and Literature Gallery. More than 450 people attended the MLK celebration and community breakfast this morning. Meanwhile, Lake Michigan College is marking Martin Luther King Week with events taking place through Saturday. After this morning's breakfast, a community MLK Expo was held at the Mendel Center to showcase resources available in the community. LMC Dean of Diversity Cam Hurth told us the rest of the week features volunteer opportunities, panel discussions, and music. A big event will be a presentation by journalist Will Haygood on Thursday. He'll be speaking to a larger audience regarding the work that he's done. I think the title of it is Colorization 100 Years of Black Films in, in the White World with Will Haygood. Hearth said a library partner helped to organize story time events at libraries throughout Berrien County. She uh, reached out to all of the libraries in Berrien County and extended an invite for them to join us in regards to a window of opportunity to, to read books, read MLK books to kids and what have you. Saxophonist Eric O'Neill Fisher will perform Friday and the week will close out with LMC versus Glen Oaks Community College basketball Saturday. You can find a schedule for MLK Week at Lake Michigan College's website. Today's federal holiday is celebrating the life and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and his teachings focused on achieving equality and equity. The Urban League of Detroit and Southeastern Michigan President CEO N. Charles Anderson says education is the most important factor when trying to achieve those things. We're still talking about uh, going and giving African Americans and others uh, a chance to do things that have not yet been done before. And so, no, racism is not dead, but there are more people who are cooperative and and supportive and uh, working toward a better day. Anderson says we should celebrate those who've worked to educate themselves, but racism is not gone. He adds people should not only do some service work on MLK Day, but at other times of the year as well. The annual Southwest Michigan Regional Chamber Business Recognition Awards ceremony will be February 17th. The Chamber's Sarah Spoonholtz tells us the event is a way for members to get together and reflect on past the past business year while looking to the future. Also, they recognize businesses that have stood out in the past year. Among the awards is Best New Business, which goes to a business in operation for less than two years. A lot of these have opened during COVID, and we wanted to recognize them because we all know the first five years are crucial for any business to succeed, and COVID made it that much more difficult. So we wanted to make sure that we were recognizing them. There's also the Pat Moody Award, the winner of which will have operated in the spirit of Pat Moody himself. They've provided big power, the ability to get through difficult times, and dedication to the community as a whole to make it a better place. Other awards include the Nonprofit of the Year Award, the Economic Impact Award, and the Rising Star Award. Spoonholt says the keynote speaker at next month's event will be Indiana-Michigan Power Chief Operating Officer Steve Baker. He'll talk about the energy industry. 
Early bird tickets are available through January 31st. We could be headed for a recession. Dr. Brian Long is the Director of Supply Management Research at Grand Valley State University's Seedman College of Business. He says he expects the National Bureau of Economic Research and other economists to declare a mild recession in the next few months based on a survey of West Michigan purchasing managers. One bright spot in this month's negative report is that the employment index remains double-digit positive. Despite all the talk about a possible recession, it appears that some firms are continuing to backfill some of their open positions and others are just plain reluctant to begin laying off any part of a workforce that they've worked so hard to build over the last two years. The current business trend survey showed its purchasing index reached a 30-month low as reports on new orders and production also slid. Senator Debbie Stabenow is criticizing the discovery of classified documents in President Biden's personal possession from his time as the vice president. She made the comments Sunday on NBC's Meet the Press. It's embarrassing that you would find a small number of documents, certainly not on purpose. They don't think it's the right thing. Stabenow said the discovery of the documents held by Biden is a totally different situation from those discovered in former President Trump's possession. President Biden uh, bringing things forward. They found a small number of documents. They want to make sure there aren't more. They take it very, very seriously. Attorney General Merrick Garland has appointed Robert Hur as a special counsel to investigate the documents found in Biden's possession. A $10,000 grant has been awarded by the Rotary Club of South Haven to the We Care Community Resource Center. We Care provides those in need with basics like food, personal hygiene, baby items, and cleaning supplies. The staff can also help with issues like rent, utility assistance, and medical equipment. Rotary Club of South Haven President Mary Sue Lyons said it's inspiring to be able to help, adding it's a reminder of the Rotary's motto of service above self. The Rotary Club of South Haven in the past two years has donated more than $150,000 in support of local, regional, and international nonprofits. Community Blossom Time pageants have wrapped up for the 2023 season, with the winners being crowned in three more communities over the weekend. Madison Collins was named Miss Benton Harbor on Sunday, while Nadia Arendt was named Miss Stevensville, and Ariana Hankins was named Miss Buchanan Saturday. All the winners now go on to compete in the Showcase of Queens April 16th, and Miss Blossom Time pageant, Monday, April 17th. And Benton Harbor's North Shore Inn is announced. Former owner Nancy Howe has passed away following a long battle with dementia. From 1991 to 2016, Tom and Nancy Howe owned the restaurant, which became known for its award-winning burgers. Nancy was born in St. Joseph in 1947 and attended Benton Harbor High School and Lake Michigan College. Years later, she taught first grade at Hall Elementary for 30 years before buying the North Shore Inn. The current owners of the restaurant, who were former regulars, said Nancy made it a point to welcome everyone who came through the doors warmly with and with open arms. She will forever be a part of North Shore Inn and will be loved and missed by many. To read more and to see tributes on Facebook to Nancy, you can find our article at our website. WSJM News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwajak, where furniture shopping is fun. The Biden administration is pushing back on House Republicans who are demanding information and investigations in new classified documents found at Biden's Delaware home and D.C. office. 
ABC's Andy Field has more from Washington. White House spokesperson issuing a statement that House Republicans are being hypocritical for not asking the same questions of former President Trump as they now are about President Biden's classified documents. The Biden press office saying House Republicans have no credibility when the president has done the right thing, voluntarily returned the documents, and cooperated with the Justice Department review. It took a court-ordered search to retrieve many of the documents from former President Trump. America has honored Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. with a federal holiday for nearly four decades, yet still has not fully embraced and acted on the lessons from the slain civil rights leader, his youngest daughter said today. The Reverend Bernice King, who leads the King Center in Atlanta, said leaders, especially politicians, too often cheapen her father's legacy into a, quote, comfortable and convenient king, offering easy platitudes. Quote, we love to quote King in and around the holiday, but then we refuse to live King 365 days a year, she said at the commemorative service at Ebenezer Baptist Church, where her father once preached. The service, sponsored by the center and held at Ebenezer annually, headlined observances of the 38th federal King holiday. Meanwhile, President Biden observing Martin Luther King Jr. today by calling on the country to continue following in King's footsteps. More maybe he's Justin Finch. At the National Action Network's annual Martin Luther King Jr. celebration, President Biden recalled his own father's advice to not remain silent as others are wronged. Biden adding that though the country has made progress since King's 1968 assassination, Americans can't stop now. The path is clear. To go forward, we need to go together. So let's be guided by Dr. King's light. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington. The death toll from a weekend Russian missile strike on an apartment building in the southeastern Ukrainian city of Dnipro has risen to 40. That makes Saturday's strike one of the war's deadliest single attacks in months. Authorities say the multi-story residential tower housed about 1,700 people and 30 remained missing on Monday, while 39 survivors have been taken from the building's ruins so far. The Kremlin spokesperson said the Russian military doesn't target residential buildings and suggested the attack was hit as a result of Ukrainian air defense actions. Meanwhile, Western analysts pointed to signs indicating the Kremlin is digging in for a drawn-out war in Ukraine after almost 11 months of fighting. Californians are finally beginning to get a break from a month of heavy rain and snow. Record amounts have fallen, and now a dry forecast is coming for the first time in a long time. More from ABC's Alex Stone. After one last punch over the weekend, the skies are now clearing here, finally. And while there may be some lighter storms coming in, there's nothing heavy in the immediate forecast like much of California has been dealing with for weeks. Finally, many Californians will be able to dry out, and ski resorts can take advantage of the snow that's fallen. The National Weather Service has finished its assessment of the tornadoes that ripped across Alabama last week, killing seven people. Here's ABC's Jim Ryan. Winds topping 150 miles per hour ranked the Alabama storm as an EF3 tornado. The twister marched across 76 miles of countryside in small towns, at times eight-tenths of a mile wide. But today, we'll be all right. Reverend Leota Strong leads the historic Brown Chapel AME Church in Selma. The outcome might be that it might cause us to see that we need, really need each other even more. His church and others across Alabama were packed on the first Sunday after the killer tornado. Jim Ryan, ABC News. And Avatar, The Way of Water, continues to rule the box office. Here's ABC's Christopher Watson with the weekend numbers. It's five weeks on top now for Avatar, The Way of Water. Another 33.1 million bucks, bringing its total domestic gross to 570 million, 1.89 billion worldwide. Crazy. It's insane. 
insane, right? The sci-fi horror flick Megan holds second in week two, another $17.9 million there, with the animated Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, in third. Hey, Otto! No. Tom Hanks and A Man Called Otto takes fourth in its first week of wide release. Christopher Watson, ABC News. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.